Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 231. Lindsay here with Tony. Yeah, and in another uh, presence within here, it's just a voice in, a, in your head. Yeah. Like everyone else's. I created a new one because I got bored with Derek, so now Josh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> He's the newest ha- voice Happy in my to head. be manifested by Lindsay. <laughs> wait, wait, you're... <laughs> Getting getting past the whole voice in your head. I kept on thinking your boyfriend was just in your head. <laughs> He's real. <laughs> and I'm not from Canada. <laughs> Deep, deeper question. Why are all the voices in my head dudes? <laughs> <laughs> we I may mean, have to re-explore that at some yeah. point in the podcast. Anyway, we talked about a ton of shit this week. Yeah, um, um, we got into a bit of Deadpool and new uh, director as well as possibly some thoughts on casting within the movie realm we uh talked about thanos and what could be laying in store for the marvel cinematic universe after infinity wars yeah we covered the kong trailer that was amazing uh i also got tricked into seeing power rangers trailer again (laughs) (laughs) Um, you trick yourself (laughs) uh no but we got we got into a little bit of poo and um (laughs) in in multiple ways (laughs) it it, it turned in from what was going to just be a a random mention of wow they're making a poo movie we into we we got in depth into this specific about that this movie is not going to be shitty (laughs) i think it's going to be pretty good uh, and I uh, I did a review of uh, Ether Number One from Dark Horse. So uh, sit back, relax, grab a beer, wine, liquor, you know, whatever you want to drink, and uh, listen to Drunk on Comics podcast episode two hundred and thirty one, Lunchbox Surprise. All my toys mm-hmm. in the studio. I found a lunchbox of yours. Yes. Of Rocky and Bullwinkle one. Yep. It has something in it, though. Yes. What yeah. is that? It has a picture of you with a lady in a bathtub. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah, I was pimping back in the day. <laughs> but I'm most concerned, there's actually two pictures here, and there's... <laughs> I don't know why I'm sticking my finger in them, because I don't know why they're yeah, stuck together. I would... <laughs> Maybe use a solution to separate those. <laughs> Look at how hot this girl was with me, because I definitely wasn't. She, <laughs> she, you, yeah, that was. That's a... I was able to pull off something back in the day. Your cousin looks very nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you were never. You're not allowed to talk. You're never allowed to come back in the studio. You are now banned, even though I kept telling Lynn you need to. Uh, to come on in. <laughs> He's but so Josh is here. Everybody, yay! Hello. He's actually been on Drunk on Comics once before. Yes. You were not there for that one it though. Was when we went to Civil War. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do remember listening to that. So he's not short, busting. I think his, it was a short episode. Yeah, he's not busting his cherry or nothing, but you know, we needed to replace Derek. <laughs> one day, I'll, one day I'll bust my cherry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of Derek, uh, we actually got to see him. Yesterday, yes, in his 
Thanksgiving Negan sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That was on point for sure. Yeah, and I forgot to, I have a picture of it. I forgot to post it on Twitter. I need to make sure I do that. He literally looked like he was, it was, it was a sweater that Negan would wear for like a holiday dinner. I'm uh, really interested in seeing what this was. Oh, I. It, yeah, it yeah. actually pretty legit, like <clears throat> on point. Like he should wear it next uh, Halloween, just get a bat, but right. maybe wrap it in like. Christmas paper or something so that he mm-hmm. like Christmas lights instead of yeah. uh, the barbed wire. Oh my god! So How you're cool already giving Tony ideas for next Halloween. Yeah. Well, I can't pull off that sweater. Only Derek's slim Let's, figure could. To be fair, I mean, it, the only reason it looks like Negan's sweater is because it buttons on the side, kind of like Negan's motorcycle jacket. Oh does. yeah. So. I the, mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did have fun with the Source Point press people. Uh, yes. They were in town at Comic Signal um, just doing oh. a signing and meet and greet, and Derek was allowed to get away from his house to, <laughs> to come hang out with us. For a little bit. He's he's turning into other people that have been on the show no, that then have families. he's preparing himself domestically for his impending doom. I know. He is so afraid of that baby. <laughs> so the baby's coming? I thought he had kids. No. No. My oh, brother, my brother has kids. Yeah, I thought Derek this, already had. No, oh. this, I mean, it, unless you count Derek himself. Well, yeah, <laughs> he is. A, so basically, his wife already has a kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now she'll this have will be her second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. While while there though, I uh, I did find what I thought was going to be my new favorite magazine. Yeah, you got super super excited. Super I mean, excited about this yesterday. Tomart's Action Figure Digest. And I was all about, like, this seems cool, and it was, like, only a dollar from what normally price would be a Friday night. I'm like, I can do that, but I'm like, how recent is this? And it says August. I'm like, all right, a couple months old, but I like toys, as you can see from this room. You should see the rest of the house. Yes. (laughs) Toys everywhere. So I thought this thing would be great to uh, just, you know, pilfer through and see what's out there and dream if I had a better job to be able to buy all these things. And I'm going through it. So it's his newest masturbation magazine is what he said. Kind of. And I'm going through <laughs> it. I'm like, though, those trying to find out if find this it is... Find a lunchbox one day. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if this is, like, nowadays or not. And on the back, there's Star Wars, which what looked like kind of like Ray. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is, definitely has to be new. Except for when I'm getting in here, some of these toys, they're looking a little old, but I'm like, maybe it's some vintage section in this thing. And then the action news brief right away is talking about, which actually was interesting, and it's something I haven't even thought of, of uh, Kenner and Mattel and Hasbro being the big three um, licensee, like, toy uh, places, and how those licenses can go back and forth, how WWE, who, I don't even know who they're with now, but can have... Hasbro. Yeah, but they could have some other lines with other people, depending on, you know, if it's ECW or what they're doing. And that's all just interesting that I'm going to start delving into more. So I was almost thinking, I'm going to start subscribing to this thing. But when I'm reading this whole thing, the they're talking about some uh, stuff switching with the Batman license. Like, also cool. Um, with a little over a year after Warner Brothers shuttered its uh, mall retail stores amidst rumors of some kind of Batman Superman film project. Like, did I read that right? Or yeah. it, it, I mean, it hasn't been over a year since that's come out. No. But... What okay, so maybe 
I'm not understanding. Maybe they started a year ago to promote it, so this is relevant. This is new. Okay, but let's still try to figure out while looking at some of these toys, and I get to Star Wars, and Count oh, Dooku, and I'm yeah. like, wait, Count Dooku? Oh, that was Padme on the back. That oh, wasn't yeah, right. That is, that's not right. But let me point something out that neither of us noticed. What? Let me see the front of that. Let's look at what Lord of the Rings movie is being advertised on the front oh, of Oh, no, this. that was another thing. <laughs> yeah. I was looking, the Two Towers. <laughs> I was reading this while babysitting my nephew last night, and he was even flipping through, like, oh, I want this, I want this. And I'm like, I think I already have that. What the hell? That's when I finally went to the front and found <laughs> found that this was from 2002. Well, it's not too old then, I guess. But yeah, it's 14 years, so. <laughs> yeah, it is 14 years ago. Oh, my God, that was here my kid was born. Oh. <laughs> now, I did not pay very close attention to the second trilogy. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a scene where Padme had chains? No. Definitely not. She that, is rocking some some he, like a chain flail or something. Yeah, but I think that though is too one of those more um, bust type sculpted like not yeah. really action figure. But she has to make some kicking camel toe. Oh my god! <laughs> Look she at does. that! Oh my god! <laughs> that, she has a they, mini, she has a mini bulge. She they over accentuated her. Yeah. Maybe she's wearing a chastity belt. This is going to be the big reveal <laughs> in the new trilogy, is that she was actually a dude the whole time. She gave birth to two children. It's the future in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. Wait, no, it's Long the past. Ago, it's <laughs> the past in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Who knows what's possible? Yes, but so I was highly disappointed that I then paid a buck for something that... It was a blast from the past, and it was cool looking at all these toys that I was like, oh yeah, I have those Transformers already, or... I have this, and yeah, so yeah. now I, I thought I'd bring that up of, like, so excited, now not. Which is funny, because when you picked it up yesterday, I said, how old is that? And you're like, no, it's new, it's from August, see, Star Wars, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> then you were like, it's a magazine, no, those don't no. exist anymore. We need to put, put this record straight. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but you looked at the back and oh. said, oh, Star you were the one that pointed it, it does, out she, it looks as like if it was Ray. Ray. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it must be new. <laughs> that was less further investigation I needed to do, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you did only pay a dollar for it, so. I know, so, and, it, and yeah, for a dollar's worth of old 14-year news yeah. of toys. Right. And who right. knows, maybe you can still order some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point now, they're collectors that did right. Yeah. So they're going to be twice they're, as they're, much. Yeah, they're way more expensive. Oh, That's guess funny. what else I did this week, though? What'd you do? Watch the Power Rangers trailer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that I legitimately, it's it's going to lose. I'm going to honestly probably skip a week because I'm going to forget about watching yeah. it. Although I've said I'm going to watch it once a week. and That'll be the week they come it. out with a new trailer, though. Well, no. Then I definitely, then I'll start talking about the new trailer. Right. Along with the old trailer. I saw something shared on Facebook of, like, new trailer. So I thought, but it was just the same trailer just someone else was sharing it as new because they hadn't seen it yet yeah losers i know no shit they should have been paying attention to me for the past like eight weeks and been watching the trailer so then i rewatched it thinking it was a new trailer i'm like this is the same trailer oh but i got that out of my system this week so <laughs> he's he's vowed 
to mention the Power Rangers trailer every podcast. Until when the is movie the movie comes coming out? March. March. That's wild. That's out. also when Kong. Well, are you skewed right now? Because that's when Kong Skull Island comes out. And we just yes. enjoyed that trailer. Well, that's also when Beauty and the Beast comes out, too. Oh, my God, March. March is going to be so lovely. I know. I'm so excited. I loved the Beauty and the Beast trailer. It's good because the summer sucked for movies. This last summer? Yeah. Yeah. But was so Kong. So Kong. Kong. Skull Island. What'd you awesome. think? Yeah? Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love that they are not going to... It seems like they are revealing Kong pretty early in the movie. Right. Not the last... Second. 20 minutes yeah. of a movie like they've done with Godzilla and everything else. Oh, yeah. And it it just it looks very interesting to, from um, John C. Riley talking about, uh, um, yeah, he was in that. John C. Riley? Yeah. In the trailer we yeah. just watched? He was the John, crazy... Are you John Goodman? John Goodman, yeah. No. John C. Riley, Step Brothers. Yeah, no, we yeah. know who John C. Riley. He's is. the guy, crazy guy that oh, was at the very, very beginning. You're oh, right. I might not have caught that. Yeah, part. who like okay. seems to have been trapped there for a little bit because he was with the Aboriginals. Right. Um, okay. And talking about the like, we both looked at him like yeah. he had no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I watched this trailer. <laughs> and okay. and when he's talking about like you know how Kong is actually worshipped because he saves then the people from these pterodactyl looking bug things or whatever yeah dragon like it, dragonfly yeah dragonflies i don't know yeah. they were yeah dragonish looking yeah. things giant dragonflies but obviously he he then seems to be doing something good so he's not the big bad right but. well in so i don't know if you remember but i, I reviewed kong of skull island the comic book mm-hmm. issue one and i'm thinking that was like a, a setup for the movie but they, oh, it definitely ties into they it. They yeah. used the there was a whole race of Kongs and they used they battled them like gladiators. Hmm. And they like the uh, the the native people of the islands forged bonds with these creatures to the point where they fought the 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 gorillas fought for them. I just I am I'm just calling it now Kong has always been about then taking him to New York and then him climbing the Empire yeah. State Building or whatever. I don't think they need to go that route. I don't think... I mean... I hope they don't in yeah, this one. Because no. if they do, they're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> and they did that with the Peter Jackson one, you know. Yeah, and Peter Jackson one, beautiful. I think, though, what it lacked was any difference from the original. Yeah. He did it, like, almost shot for shot, which, mm. in if that's what it was, it was amazing, updated. Mm. But I think, too, most people are like, okay, we know how this is going to happen or this is how it's going to end. Even though it's better than the claymation type moving Kong, right? It was right. Well, wasn't that that was that was that still took place in like that oh, was that, yeah, was still yeah in it like wasn't modernized 40s, or anything. This 40s, one is 40s, definitely modernized. I mean, yeah. they get there in helicopters. Oh yeah, sure. I guess yeah, I don't know. I, that was one thing I was kind of wondering about. Was like it almost looked like it could have been Vietnam era. I don't know if it's modern. Even then, though, that's still a lot more than what it was for yeah. Kong yeah. time. Yeah, original one. Different. Yeah, but I definitely dug the casting choices. Like, I this is my first time really seeing 
the cast and the fact that it's Samuel L. Jackson and John Goodman. No. Like, Loki, okay, but he's kind of a pretty boy, and <laughs> of course they're going to have a pretty boy in the lead role kind of thing. Yeah. The fact that they got Samuel L. Jackson and John Goodman to, in there, so, that's a hell of a No, I'm glad cast. they got John Goodman. I am so over Sam. They, he's oh, really? the only person in Hollywood that you can hire when you need somebody who just sounds like they're angry at everything. I am tired of these motherfucking gorillas on this motherfucking uh, island. It's lost its luster really for being funny, though. Yeah, it's true. Although, <clears throat> we've been watching rewatching the Chappelle show after watching Saturday Night Live last week, yeah. and it, it totally rekindles that hilariousness of Samuel L. Jackson, I think, from that whole mm. Dave Chappelle skit. But anyway. <laughs> um, another trailer that debuted this week, which... You probably wouldn't care about, but me and my brother were discussing it uh, a lot. Was the new Full Metal no, Alchemist? Oh, Josh I, is I super excited yeah. about it. And it one. was the shortest trailer I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. It was I know. like you see 30 the seconds. Armor for just a second. And you and... see like a, a mutation circle and mm-hmm. you see some dog like creature come up out of the ground. Yeah. I. It looks good. Yeah, there's a lot of but... when animes get brought over to. Real live action, yeah, we, they on they suck. Yeah, yeah, that one which is had what, such. Well, they I've heard they're hopes. still doing a uh, Americanized version. I know they're doing an Americanized version of Death Note as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that one actually the that Japanese really version good. wasn't that bad. Uh, like the Americanized those. version they're changing some things. So with that, and it's going to be a Netflix series, actually. Yeah. Do you know Net- Death Note? No. No, I but do. apparently Josh does. I I'm do, learning yeah. new I, things about yeah. him all day today. Yeah, I, well, I happened to run across that. Like, I just, I don't know what it was, but I saw some clip of it or something like that, and I tracked it down years ago, and I didn't even know that it was based on an anime when I watched the original movies. And but they were so good. It was so such a cool story to it. That's I what just dug some, it. So many fucking good stories that yeah. that come out of animes that you American people just don't seem to be able yeah. to to grasp or come up with that there's a good lore in in yeah. Japan mm-hmm. that that makes some of these just worlds the whole transmutation equivalent exchange all that with Full Metal mm-hmm. yeah holy shit and that was one that kind of knocked it at first not understanding what it was but I that's a movie that I can't wait to to see come out so the trailer. Definitely, but then again, like I said, is it going to finally be that one that breaks the barrier and becomes a good, you know, live representation? Mm -hmm. I hope so. I think it's got a little bit of an easier backstory to get into. Well, I mean, yeah, because I guess the show starts off with that. And since there's been so much out there already, um, having Full Metal Alchemist, they're probably only going to focus on the first uh, coming up to him becoming an actual full or becoming the full metal alchemist and graduating mm-hmm. um and then obviously have sequels from that because cram the whole lore into one movie oh, like God, no. most places do you can't do that with anime there's two all animes all manga which i mean animes usually come out of manga mm-hmm. and there's always that is true yeah the thousands books, to the of cartoons books. to yeah. the live action <laughs> yeah 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 and, and there's, there's so many different yeah, interpretations. Yeah, filtration process to it to, to so that only the good stuff evolves up. Yeah, you, yeah. well, you would well, hope you so. Would, yeah. 
I, well, still waiting on fucking uh, Sailor Moon. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Attack on Titan though. Yeah. Just for the next season to come out. Oh, yeah. I know. I that's next year, isn't it? Coming out next yeah, year. Yeah, this spring. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. That one's. That was a good one. Uh, Ghost in the Shell actually had their trailer come I out. I didn't watch it. What? I know. I know. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one either. Yeah. That, I, know. I that was obsessed with itself, Beauty and the Beast this week. It's there's so <laughs> many people that are upset with whitewashing and this and that and and i to a degree understand um i mean i still have um you know a hot spot for scarlett johansson oh, yeah. so and i think she at least from the trailer she seems to fit right um the the part quite well but i'm a little worried with hollywood taking over and fucking up the story as is what we were just saying mm-hmm. Where it looks like it's going to take place, well, in, in in the anime, you just jump right in. And and you don't really have much backstory. You're just supposed to know what's occurring in this world. This seems like it's almost going to be the, the typical Hollywood, we're going to have a quick fight, but let's go back into the backstory mm, and yeah. where I came from, and then let's get back to the normal, but let's... Which all movies do that? Like I mean, a CW show. D- Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> but Deadpool is the only Deadpool is the only one that did it good. Oh yeah, where they totally jumped all around. Yeah, but they and, did it in yeah. a comical well, fashion. Well, yeah. he was telling it like to the camera because mm-hmm. you yeah. can break that wall with him. And it so that so that that better. that was the only movie where I was like, God, we're gonna do this, but I'm happy they're doing this because they need to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But whenever other like, I wish they they didn't. Right. I wish start off with that and do linear maybe. I don't know. If it fits with the storytelling, I think it's fine, but most of the time they just force it in there. Just so you know that, you know, Batman's parents died once when he was a baby or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because nobody could tell that from the last five movies. No. They always... Martha. Uh, speaking of Deadpool, we had the the director quit, but we have a new one. Who? The David Leach, who also directed John Wick, which everyone loved. So I can't wait for him to fire Ryan Reynolds and hire Keanu Reeves to do Deadpool. <laughs> oh, no. You still shut your blasphemous mouth. Because I'm just waiting for that news to come out now. But, I mean, it no, there's no one that could fire out of Reynolds, but to make a wholly yeah. different movie, I could agree with... I'm trying to think of who a bad guy could be that Keanu could... Oh, he could be. He could totally be a bad guy. Yeah, he would be fight. good. He yeah, be like he's that's a good, he's been doing a good job being an asshole in movies yeah. lately. Could, but I'm not really picturing any bad guys that he looks like, and so I'm trying to think of who he could like go against Wade as like being. I don't know. Uh, it would be uh, funny just to see Deadpool versus Sad Keanu. <laughs> it's just him sitting there eating a sandwich or 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 Keanu comes as uh um ted no he was yeah he was ted wasn't he and bill uh, and ted yeah oh my god yeah whoa <laughs> that would be really awesome if bill and ted show up <laughs> i mean he could they actually show up in their little phone booth and they're like yeah. shit <laughs> they just get back in we screwed something up. Keanu could be Agent X. Oh, replace Deadpool at one mm, point. Yeah, and then there was the whole who's who and what's what. Yeah, storyline would be interesting. I know. I mean, I know that's not going to happen because I already got their script. But yes, they do. Maybe in the future. 
I think that's a. I mean, John Wick was a good action movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's a good. If you're gonna, re, you know, you have to replace the director because the other one quit. Yeah. Or was forced out, or whatever the story goes. I Differences think, of a yeah. Thing. I think he just really wanted to do Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> He's producing Sonic. That oh, I thought he was directing. He's it. not okay. directing it. You know what's funny is we were just talking about action and then talking about Sonic kid friendly, because what I found as well is. World War Z's Mark Forster is going to direct the live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> so that was the perfect segue. <laughs> Director, yes. Yeah, Winnie wow. the Pooh. And wow. I, at first when I saw this, I go, okay, that could just be a fun, just small side tidbit to throw in there when we're yeah. talking about directors. But then reading more into this project, I found out that I'm actually fucking excited for this. It's, it's going to center around, like, Christopher Robin, but being an adult. And, like, mundane work office space type just hating it and trying to you know probably get back to his roots with winnie the pooh so almost like hook mm-hmm. how hook was yeah peter panning and then he comes back and, and finds his childhood yeah that it could be interesting very could interesting be. i really hope that yes. because it's world war z director that winnie the pooh just eats somebody yeah <laughs> because he's had to have aged too right so he's like a giant fucking bear now well, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> we went through five christopher robbins <laughs> I could see him though, like if if Pooh like being was waiting always for Christopher Robin, so he's just been sitting on his couch with like his stomach is just oh my god, like large. Ted. It could be like a Ted movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh I don't god. think it'd be that realm. Yeah, no, Seth MacFarlane has already done the live action Winnie the Pooh, hasn't he? <laughs> now that we think about it, that is Christopher Robin grown up. <laughs> That's why Pooh ate yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Christopher Robin thought they all talked to him. <laughs> uh, marijuana is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I mean, okay. To to be fair though, it does sound like a really interesting movie. Yeah. I'd watch it. I love so Hook. It, it it does sound like it's not geared towards kids probably so much as it well, is that's what, well, nostalgic it, adults or like it seems like though like I said with with hearing that it's going to be like Hook that was for kids but is that like kids sort kids of was yeah so it's more like like eight what, and up yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah so not like the six year old right. generation so I think it's going to be a little bit more. Like older young kid, however that you'd call those yeah. Yeah. age Pre- groups, uh, children, teens maybe pre-teens? younger teens, yeah, preteens. Pre-teens. You have yeah. a kid. What the hell you call them? Uh, an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he is a preteen. Well, actually, no, he's a full-on teenager now. But anyway, no, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm down for some poo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for poo. I've been waiting for some poo. Um, Inhumans, they announced. Oh, fuck. I forgot about yeah. that. Television show. I was show. so geeked about that when I when I heard about it, and I totally forgot about that pre-us warming up I for know. today. Is that yeah. Netflix? Uh, no, I think they're going to do like an ABC, ABC. show. ABC. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah, to tie to it Shield. in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, but what they're doing is they are pairing with IMAX to have the first two episodes um, premiere on IMAXs across the nation. Really? Wow. And 
because of that, it makes me start thinking a couple things, which one I know is not true, but I was hoping is thinking that they already have some stuff filmed for the movie mm. because that would make sense if they already filmed some scenes, they already have that footage for the IMAX, but since it was only announced as a film right, and they honestly haven't even did casting, there's no way that that's true. Right. But this is also a first venture for Disney and IMAX to be doing this uh, experiment. Yeah. So it's going to be like a movie... A TV made for TV movie, but also for big budget, but it's not going to be as probably big budgeted as you would think. Yeah. They're always going to spend some more money on these first couple episodes to be shot in, in IMAX. Yeah. And so that's where I'm wondering what that price of admission is going to be and right. what they're going to do with that. Because obviously they can condense IMAX uh, things down to a normal format because right. we have all these other movies that show up on TV. So. What are they going to be cropping out? I mean, right. you go to the IMAX experiments because it's so fucking huge. You don't always miss everything in the background and scenes, but you're going there for the experience. So that's where it's like it almost seems like they're trying to make a movie still without technically making a full movie. I bet they, I bet they wrote. I bet they're taking a lot of the script for the movie that they had were planning on making, and, and right, but yeah, it's so expensive. Whatever they're going to do, they had to like make some extra money. If they're going to have movies, like movie stars get paid a lot more yeah. than TV stars. So right. yeah. replacing well, that with whoever's going to be a counterpart per episode mm -hmm. would also greatly reduce the budget. Um, yeah. Certain scenes where they probably do a lot more CGI, they'll probably like, we got to do that a little bit differently mm -hmm. and make it more based you know, in the realm. But it's supposed to be uh, just like how Daredevil and Punisher and all those are kind of in that series. It's supposed to somehow be within... Agent of Shield, even though they're all supposed to be within the same universe, anyways, but they right. kind of pretend that they the others don't exist except for a name dropping, right so, yeah. here and there. Yeah, that. Oh, well, man. it's gonna it's gonna introduce the royal family, which is what everybody wanted, right? But the Inhumans technically got their start cinematically in Agents of Shield, yeah. So that'll be an easy tie-in. Easy, yes, but it seems like what they've they've. Dug them, not really dug themselves in the hole. I mean, because they haven't really just said these are the in, only inhuman right. area. Um, and Adelon is is definitely um, uh, like in the books has always been hidden and secret. So it could be even more secret than right. the place that they had found. It just seemed like uh, the inhumans on the show kind of had more connection and talking. And you would think at first when they started coming out that. Uh, Black Bolt would kind of be like, you know, right. let my people go type thing. And he, Black Bolt, if he would have said anything to them, would have killed them. Well, that would have parted the <laughs> sea as well. <laughs> and that's, oh, that's, that's what's going to be interesting, because I just can't wait. What, what's he going to say? And, and knowing Vin Diesel has wanted to yeah. play him, we can probably kind of rule that out unless he's going to take a giant pay cut to be right. a TV star, which... I mean, you know, he's making... He is making a shit ton of money voicing one word for a tree that he doesn't even have to Excuse stand me, in it was, for. It was three words. Okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. What <laughs> fuck movie did you watch? Actually, four, four words. words. Yes. <laughs> Although he must not. I wonder if they're gonna still have him do Baby Groot, and like they're Aww. just gonna like up the pitch. Well, do you know voice. he he actually he did over two hundred and fifty different languages of Groot. Oh really? He did all the he, other languages. So he oh. is one of the biggest nerds. Oh yeah, out there like For his sure. uh, he loves the Riddick series wow and everything. And he just like he he 
bought those rights to make more Riddick movies because he wanted that character to go. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his uh, creations in a movie or something was based off his D&D character. Yeah. Um, with Groot, he decided to to take the extra time. He didn't get paid like much more money than what a standard fee would be, but he wanted to be that voice actor instead of just another random localized person to mm-hmm. do it in different languages. He also, while reading the scripts... Um, this was this also was kind of a, a venting area for him to get out of uh, after Paul Walker's death was when um, he was doing the voice for this. Right. So this gave him solitude to be in the the sound booth. Um, Did you have you? Sound, I feel like you're directly connected to Vin Diesel. Fucking love that dude, man. <laughs> I was like, you know a lot about his personal life. We're a lot familiar. <laughs> Working follow, on all those cars and everything. I follow his periscope. <laughs> <laughs> I fall asleep to his sultry tones. <laughs> he totally could like he totally could come out with like a sleep album where he's just I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. You just fall asleep listening to that over and over. So you I wake up starting thinking you're Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um so Last week we talked a little bit about Doctor Strange and how it's uh, already surpassed some some good uh, uh, numbers. Well, yes. it's well on its way to pass Iron Man's uh, 585 million uh, place. It's already beat Ant Man's, and right now it's at 570 million worldwide. Um, obviously, it being the third weekend um, out, it only made 17 million domestically. Aww. Shit. But that's still that's quite shit. a bit, and it's still going to be making money. It still hasn't even opened in Japan yet, and that's not happening until January. Right. So that's going to be even more worldwide uh, boosting of its appeal. Yes. We saw it twice. Yeah, we did, because we went and saw it regular, and then we saw it IMAX 3D. Oh, what'd you think? Totally worth it. It was so awesome. You dropped some acid before you went? No. <laughs> kind of. Where do you, I don't know if Where you're... can you even get acid these days? <laughs> Tony's like ruffling another. <laughs> in this lunchbox. box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you did you go see it? You saw it in three D, didn't you? Yes, it yeah. was amazing. But like I'm like the joke is, though, you see all the comments of everyone says they'll watch it on yeah. acid or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you'd ever be able to come out of that trip. No. no. You would you'd think be lost in there forever. Yeah, you would I'm re- in the mirror zone! <laughs> <laughs> you walk around hitting things. <laughs> I can't affect you! <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Don't oh. do drugs and watch Doctor Strange. Kids. No, no, just definitely don't. This that is would our public terrible. service announcement for just get drunk and watch Doctor Strange. <laughs> no, because oh my god, could you imagine? I would have thrown oh, up. Oh yeah, you would. <laughs> I would have thrown up all over the place. All over the people in front of you. Yes. Um. So with that being said, though, they only made seventeen million this weekend, but that's also because they went up against uh, the Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Yes. And that got two hundred eighteen million globally that's a pretty solid opening weekend worldwide good too but this is also one of those things where hollywood shut the fuck up or at least the writers that are writing about hollywood seriously get a clue of th- it didn't debut as much as any of the other harry potters opened up mm-hmm. with an average of like 90 million compared to all eight of those movies and it only opened in this domestically 75 million 
So they're saying it's not as good as those other ones. So does that have anything to deal with the future? I'm like, they already first confirmed four movies, four right. more movies. So they already have those plans. Now, who knows? They could always scrap things. It seems to have debuted really well worldwide. Mm-hmm. So what's with all this fucking, like, hate? Like, oh, it didn't surpass those before. We don't... Mm. <laughs> just, just because some movies like Marvel is, like, killing it doesn't mean that if something doesn't hit those numbers... It- it's not good. It's not going to be as popular as Harry Potter, probably just because nobody's read these books. You know, like yeah. these are the like. There's a bunch of people who read the Harry Potter books, but yeah, nobody like grew up reading the Fantastic Beast book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, not they're, they're not books. Yeah, they're yeah. not books. It's, right. yeah, it's like encyclopedia <laughs> yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's but the, but the, you're losing the, a little bit of a bump. The, oh, there. a little bit because the fans yeah. are still there. The people oh, totally. who love Harry Potter yeah. still really want to see this movie. Yeah, because yeah. it explores more right. of that world. I mean, I want to go see it. I just haven't right. had the time. Well, it's your yeah. fault, Tony. Well, that it didn't right. That's, that's <laughs> the, my extra ten bucks. Yes, that would have totally made an extra ten million <laughs> that they were looking for. You could have shot all those writers down just by going to see this movie. <laughs> You know, did you so know? Now you have to go and see it in IMAX. Yeah. Oh yeah. Double. Drop, drop made double. Yes. Bucks yeah. on it. <laughs> Do you know that they already started uh, filming Infinity War? Uh, did I know that? I don't no, think I did. No, because most people didn't. Yeah. People speculated by the end of this year they were going to, but now rumors of certain people that have been together in certain areas have been popping up. Um, Without knowing necessarily everything, there's been some images uh, from Marvel Studios that have kind of shown around Atlanta. Things have already, with cameras out and about. So, that's cool to know, even though that movie's not coming out for another year and a half. That's going to be probably one of the most massive movies. Well, yeah, they're doing it in two parts, too. Do you think they're going to film it all together and then split it up like they did Lord of the Rings? I thought they were doing like six months apart for the release dates, weren't they? Or was it ever? I think that's what they originally wanted to, but now it seems like every studio has now said, hey, let's take a whole fucking year off instead Mm -hmm. of... You would still make so much money. You don't need to hype it two years in a row. Yeah. But I think, though, that's too, so that studios can like put lesser films at other areas. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Mark... Uh, Star Wars has December pretty much tied down. Yeah. And they're going to have one every year, which is great. But it's nice because they're doing the numbered, the episodes every Mm -hmm. other year, and then in between movies. Yeah, yeah. now that I think of it, though, fuck them. They need to do it every six months. (laughs) Yeah. I was giving them, like, a pass, like, they're doing it good. No, they're doing exactly what I'm saying. They're going to wait a whole year for every year for these things. Do do summer, do the, the odds, and do the winter, the evens. And yeah. just make it happen quicker. I think they would be shittier movies if you did that. I'm a little afraid of what's going to happen after Infinity War, though. Like, it's... It, it, back in the day, I was like, that's so far away, I can't even imagine what they're going to have coming out. Now it's like, it's almost going to happen. And then what do they do? Because comic book-wise, all they need to do is just renumber and pretend that they don't give a shit right. about canon and, mm-hmm. and fuck all over everything. But the movies, you can't well, quite do that. They could do Secret Wars, right? They could do Secret Wars after that. They could do the Skrull Invasion. Could do Secret They could do War. Invasion. No, they couldn't. Oh, because that's... Fantastic Four. Ah. Uh... Skrulls are Fantastic Four. Although, I mean, they could do with the Badoon, but they're not really... Yeah, because that wouldn't be Secret Invasion, because, yeah, Skrulls are right. infiltrating. Yeah. 
Uh, fuck. They could do Civil War, but there are some key things going on, and you can even forget that the X-Men were part of it, because they really weren't. Yeah. Um, they were having their old thing. Which, actually, for Fox, that would be... If they fucking heard Secret Wars going on, and then did, they did the 198, oh, and that came out the same time. Because yeah. those two big were great story arcs for both of those franchises mm-hmm. at the same time. So the X-Men were pretty much, we're sitting this one out because we don't have any of our people anymore. Right. But there were some key, uh, I don't know how they would do it. Uh, there's other stories they could do. A lot less. Yeah, but once you get to like this big climax. Right. What's going to happen? That is true. And yeah, like, if they did reboot, what are they going to do? The origin stories again? True. They can't, really. Well, yeah, I mean, or, they well, they could be DC. Or they could be, or Spider-Man, yeah, and just keep redoing well, it every three years. they're probably going to be just focusing on the other characters, right? Like, that's the whole reason why they're starting up Ant-Man and Black Panther. I thought, I got well, the impression, like, those are going to become, like, the new Avengers that replace all the staples, which I can't imagine well, uh, be that successful. But, but in, so Infinity Wars, Gauntlet, whatever they were calling it in the movie, Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. uh, is so, ma- like, it's it's world-encompassing. So, like, mm-hmm. everybody that was Galaxy in the Marvel Universe was in those comic books, and you can't just throw Black Panther into a comic, or into a movie, and be like, here's Black Panther! Nobody knows who he is, so these. Well, yeah. So they're doing origin stories, out separately to mm-hmm. help build those characters up, so that when they do put them in a movie, people aren't just like, oh, I don't know who this is. Right. Some, yeah, but some people you pro you could. These smaller ones, but Black Panther is a is a Was- is their. I hate to say this, but it's it's definitely like they're oh we're not diverse enough, so we yeah. need to do a movie. Yeah, but <laughs> also one of their like right now genius geniuses because with with Bruce Banner kind of being Hulk all the time, you need to have that person to yeah. kind of even keep Tony in check because Tony is super smart, mm-hmm. but he definitely goes down on the list of like he's cocky. He, he just well he just keeps making his armors. It's like. Dude, like, so these other people are making, like, serums and yeah. other shit. Just Tony, like... Tony, you gotta get out of the basement now. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a whole world out there. It's not just your armors. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, the guy that just sits in his basement, like, painting model cars. <laughs> He's got a whole stack of And it's the first Iron Man yeah. movie with all of his cars in yeah. his basement. Yeah. <laughs> he really was... Oh, man, speaking of uh, Infinity War, uh, I read Thanos number one this week. Yeah? How was that? It was really fucking good. There yeah. are so many, as I've said many times, I'm pretty much done with all this Marvel garbage that's going on right now. Civil War, I stopped reading that, and I don't really care because it just it it's not going to really matter, and it all seems to be rehashing old stories that I've read before. And I was expecting the same thing that's going to happen here. Now, I'm still looking forward to Nova number one, and when that comes out, right, definitely like talk your, about that, too. You're Richard. Well, I love my galaxy... You're Ryder. You're Richard Ryder. Galaxy spanning yes. stuff, which Thanos is part of that. For sure. And, it, it, and what's cool within here, which I was going to mention to you when we were at the comic book shop the other day, um, it was Neil Gaiman's uh, Eternals. Mm-hmm. Which was a book that I had picked up randomly one time. I own, Yeah, I own that series. It's yeah, amazing. Really good. Yeah. But that's only one cusp of what the Eternals are. Right. And I started realizing they're nowhere to be found in the Marvel Universe right now. Mm-mm. And I'm thinking, 
you have Thanos, so you can always say that he is an Eternal. Most people wouldn't know that, right. but most people would probably think maybe he's inhuman because that seems to be one of the generic go-tos within the Marvel Universe. But no, he's an Eternal. Right. And they actually showed some other ones within the book. They had uh, his uh, nephew, Eros, um, also known as Star Fox, mm. Uh, mm. being recruited. That's kind of jumping too far ahead. But they didn't really talk about deviants either, but for those that are uninformed, uh, Thanos is an Eternal that looks like a deviant, which the Eternals and deviants were one of the first races here on Earth, and they fought each other. The, the Eternals had kind of powers, but couldn't really multiply or re- reproduce, where the deviants, they didn't really have much, but they fucked like, like rabbits. rabbits. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes! <laughs> That was awesome. And looked and looked ugly. <laughs> take that sound bite and save it for. <laughs> that was harmonizing. I know. <laughs> and so with that, I was like thinking, okay, Thanos book, but they're not going to really get into exploring that. Uh, also, with there was a certain group of, of uh, Eternals here on Earth, and then these are Eternals from Titan. Right. Um. And so, seeing that they are in here, also amazing. What was also, like, are they going to touch on uh, Thane, Thanos' son, which they revealed within uh, Thanos Imperative a couple years ago within Marvel. Because now that everything's wide open to be rewritten after uh, Secret Wars, who knows what's... what's, uh, If he even still has a son. Yeah. Yeah. Because he hasn't really been seen within the Marvel Universe in the last year. Um, All those things... In the book? Are, are hap- yeah, are in the book. Nice. and happen. And in so much so that they have Corvus Glaive, who... Josh, do you understand any of what I'm saying? Nope. Okay. <laughs> you definitely have a, a look on your face of like, what the fuck and who is He's this? He's waiting it out. He's absorbing. Okay. <laughs> With I know who Thanos is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Dark side. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Dark side. Yeah. Exactly. Within this book, you you uh, it, it it does a quick rendition of who Thanos is, but hopefully, and that's what I am also happy with is they don't go too much of having to do an origin within here. They briefly kind of say he was a person that ruled by you know fierceness and and not hatred but fear. Right. Um, and you have one of his lieutenants, his second in command, Corvus Glaive, who. Um, with the black, uh, um, fuck, what were they called? The black corp within the Thanos imperative when they're invading Earth, Thanos, uh, is, is dead, no more, and so he takes over. He's taken over this empire. It's, it's his now. Well, of course, I'm reading this in the first couple pages knowing, well, this is gonna fuck up for him because we know Thanos is coming back, and right. sure enough, he does, and he's a little pissed. He's like, fuck you, this isn't your empire to take, this is mine. Um, Corvus, then, who was a creature that was pretty much immortal, except for a staff, well, Thanos breaks his staff, and now he's going to die. And and he pretty much tells him that if he wouldn't have groveled for his life, Thanos probably would have let him live. He goes, here's your choice. And this is where I'm like, this is also sweet within a book. Is It's pretty dark. It's not the happy-go-lucky you think something good might happen. No, this is a book about a villain who loves death, and he pretty much gives him the choice. He goes, you can either kill yourself or I can kill you. But if I kill you, it's going to be ten times worse. So pretty much saying, have fun with 
you know, killing right. himself. So he picks up a blade and just kills himself. And I'm like, whoa, wow. that was not, that was unexpected. <laughs> this is already going in a place of like, Thanos is not fucking around anymore. What's, you know, what's the rub? What's the real story of this? Is it going to be a continuation of him trying to take over the universe? And obviously with trying to set him up in the universe now before a year and a half's time with Infinity War is a good time than just three months before the movie like they continue to do. All these book all of a sudden start co-informing with the MCU. Having them bring the other Eternals in it and finding out that Thane is now pretty much the king of uh, Titan. Titan. Awesome. But what's not awesome, but still awesome, it's it's hard to explain. There was another Thanos uh, rebirth or as an origin story, which rewrote his his origin. Um, but uh, Jim Starlin wrote it, who created him, so I'm okay with him changing his own canon. Right. However, it created it to where instead of Thanos being the Mad Titan, being crazy, he was talking to death, but a real manifestation of death as a younger child when he was little, as mm. a teenager death. Less of the death that was always seen and known in the original comic books, the death that Deadpool's in love with, the death that doesn't really speak, except for a few words, because she's mysterious. Well, this fucking death is just talking left and right. And <laughs> that's what I have a problem well, she's with. she's a teenager. I didn't know death could age. Eh, death can... I, what Take I'm, any I'm, form, I'm, I guess. I'm figuring yeah. that it's, it's going in a form that the seer or the believer can, can see the seer in because that's what i always love too she either looks like a, a a beautiful lady with like just a skull face right or it looks like a beautiful lady and so i, I don't know i it's i don't like that she's talking to thane but she's talking to thane to bring thanos down um, but is that even something of a trick because she wants but does she want then thanos back on her side well i because I mean, she, she is she. I feel like everything she does when in terms of Thanos is to manipulate him into doing her bidding. Pretty much, because so. then she always just doesn't choose. Like that's the whole thing with like him and Deadpool, and why he hates Deadpool so much. Because Death always chooses him over and over and over again, which is why Thanos is the one that granted him immortality so yeah. that he couldn't ever be with Death. I think it's fair to say that Death has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> She just really hates Thanos. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, she really does. And mainly it's because Thanos just keeps pining for her. And yeah. she's like, dude, get a life. Right. <laughs> he's, a life. he's like her That's crazy stalker. And she's like, dude, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> but already, like, so he's just come back to his, you know, throne. Not knowing on the other side of the galaxy is this, you know, these workings have started to mm. bring him down. And when Thane, who his power is life and death as well, his superpower, because he's also not only half eternal, he's also half inhuman as well, which was his big reveal. Who was his mother? That I forget who it was, but it was some eternal that uh, he, um, Thanos, I have to relook that one up. Yeah. Because they did, they, I don't know if they, they did reveal it. They had to have. I can't really remember off hmm. the top of my head, so... I just have a hard time getting... Understanding that somebody had sex with Thanos. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Actually, that was... Uh, that was what happened. And that's... Oh, yeah. Oh. I can't remember who... No, yeah, because I'm... I remember, <laughs> that's how babies are made. <laughs> I'm remembering all this now. It's coming back to him. Yes. Uh, 
in the the original Thanos or reboot story of him, it also showed when he started becoming a conqueror and going across the galaxy and him not rapping it ever. What happens when you do that? You have babies throughout the entire galaxy. <laughs> they are all over the He's place. He wore, he wore fucked everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> never wrapped it ever. Do they have space condoms? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, do they make them for probably his? just he probably just thought that, you know, they're never going to I would, go after him for right. child animal alimony or whatever. Right. <laughs> Space alimony. Child support? Child yeah, support. <laughs> that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a correct one. It'd be like if he had gotten divorced from a kid. That sounds so worse. in it, it death then told him he needs to kill uh, all of those his offspring. children. So then he went going through and killing all of his children, except for one that was hidden. Oh, it's um, like a biblical story. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's kind of how Thane became the the only legal legacy son of his. Huh. Although they got Gamora, but that's his adopted right. daughter. But that's well, eternal his workings. And... Adopted under duress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> right. So the big reveal won. in this, which it it makes for a different story than most I've ever seen with Thanos, is when Death is talking to Thane and saying, you know. This is how it's going to happen. And even Thane saying, I don't trust her, which is good on his part. Good writing to be like, I don't fucking trust death at all. She reveals to him, though, that the one thing that they finally have on their side this time is that Thanos is dying. Mm. And then there's a shot of him just like purple blood ooze coming out of his nose. Like something's going on with yeah. him. And that's a first and ever in the comics history that he's now dying. Dying, yeah. Instead of like. Either. Has he ever? Has he's, I mean, he's, he's died. died, yeah, he's died. But it's usually due to like a battle, right? Yeah. Not because he's dying from other purposes. Yeah. Purposes. So what is that other purpose? What is killing him? Right. You know, he's got space cancer. Yeah. He's, he's got, got space, space syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never wrapped it. Yeah. Space AIDS. <laughs> Full blown. Full blown space AIDS. I'm just this. I I will say for everything. Um, it's written by uh, Jeff Lemire. Oh fuck! Yeah, so that's what also I'll make. Yeah, that's no a good shit. fucking writer. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, also, with the, with the the writer, it's uh, Mark Mark Diodato. Um, let me quick find the opening sequence page. It's probably not that page. No, it's <laughs> it not. never is that page. It's never the page you think the name the art, be on. The art's just fucking great. Yeah. I'll just say that. Um, good book, and I'm. This is one of those Marvel titles that I'm going to definitely be continue reading because it it seems to have something going for it that normally these other ones don't. These other ones continue to have the rehashed. Oh, Captain America is a spy again, for right? Hydra. Just kidding. But wait, <laughs> is he kidding? I don't know. <laughs> you young yipper snapper. So yeah. Oh, Linz, what'd you read? Uh, well, I picked up, um, speaking of Jeff Lemire, he didn't actually do anything on this book except the cover, but <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up Ether from Dark Horse, uh, number one, written by Matt Kint. Matt Kint? He's one of the guys who did Sex Criminals, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he wrote it, and it was drawn by David Rubin, and then 
Jeff Lemire did the cover, and you can tell it was a Jeff Lemire cover because you can always tell when something is drawn by Jeff Lemire. But anyway, so essentially this book is about this guy who's a scientist who somehow figures out a way into like a magical realm called the ether, and he goes there every day as a scientist to try and figure out how this place works scientifically. So that's a very good explanation of the story. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I, I, I have I have a better way to explain it. It seems like it's it's uh, Adventure Time with a scientist that goes to Egon Spangler goes to, to Adventure, Adventure Time, Time and tries to yeah. make sense yeah. of it, even though knowing that it's crazy and and everything right. like that. Yes. So, um, the the art in this book actually I think is what does the best job. Showing you that you're in like a, a magical world versus uh, reality because his the the artwork like he looks incredibly fine detailed and like realistic and all of the stuff around him is very colorful Cartoon- and cartoonish like cartoon land from like Who Framed Roger like things that look that should not be right. animated are smiley right. faces yes exactly and there's like a bird who you know sings a death song and the notes coming out of its mouth are little cross bones and stuff like that but the way the way i think it this book is really funny the way he gets into this this ether there's like a a gatekeeper who looks like a giant gorilla kind of and he has to get kicked into the realm by the ass so it's kind of like going on the subway and yes So, well, I, okay, I want to just go back once. Explaining this world and explain everything, I, I liked it in the sense of, yes, uh, I haven't read many comics. They do pretty much the same one of like 10 ways to introduce you to the world where they just right. exposition and they start talking about it, um, or they have the internal monologue or this or that, or they don't tell you at all until you unravel it. This one, it definitely established it. But established it in their in their dialogue to each other. But it was as if it was written written in such a way of like, but why the fuck are you saying this again? Like right. you don't need to tell me that you're the keeper of the world. Yeah. Why do you have to go through this every single? You know time? what it reminded me of is that in Wreck It Ralph when they go in between the video games and they had the little guards that oh. stood in and he was like, you know who I am? I come through here every day. You keep asking me the same questions. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to declare? Like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely like the type of character. This big gorilla looking monkey looks like something out of the venture brothers character yeah, and, and, and so I, I really enjoyed for that sense like i kind of got where he what he was but to then also it also establishes how many times he's already gone through right. to this realm yeah. as well yeah and, and a couple then, thousand yeah yes. and th- well then he just flat out says that yeah much, like, i've done this a thousand times yeah so you should know that you should know me by now which then establishes that we're not just jumping into him first right. seeing this world. Right. It's a world that he's pretty familiar with. Well, and when you walk through, when he walks through the market, you can definitely get that because it's one of those things where all the shopkeepers are like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, I got something new for you," and stuff well, like that. And this is a it's a magical world, and what I love is he tries to make sense of everything mm-hmm. as if it's just ones and twos there's a scientific explanation right when he's given this uh home and beacon uh bug right which you then that i'm assuming that's gonna have to come to play at some point maybe because he already used some other gadgets throughout this that seem 
more magical right in how he explains it i don't know but as he explains the bug he's like it's probably got some internal homing mechanism like pigeons yeah. do or something to, f- right. to f- point you in the right direction okay i'll take that yeah. you know you could have just said it's magical but he's trying to to break down magic right which normally i hate when people do that i still hate thor for doing oh. that in the movies but this makes more sense because you're still seeing the magic happen around like they're not dismissing magic He's just trying, it's like, almost like he's trying to process it in a way that he can understand it. In an earth-like yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And... So, so what is the story, though? Like, Well, well so he, he's, he goes to this world, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like every once in a while something happens, and they kind of corral him into helping figure it out because he is, kind of works off the scientific method. So he's a good investigator. But there's this woman who, um watches over because it's not just one realm like this gatekeeper he can send you to a bunch of different magical realms and there's this this woman called the blaze who's like the protector of the realm so she watches over makes sure nothing really bad happens and she gets murdered okay spoilers she gets murdered So it's like a so it's a murder mystery. Yeah. So yeah. so they Magic so murder mystery. Yes. Cool. So he comes just to have a normal day of trying to figure out what magic is and how it works in this place, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, just kidding! You're gonna do some work here now." So um, he goes to the library because that's the one place where he thinks he can get the best information, and the librarian, because he's the holder of all the information, is kind of villainous. Well, not kind of. He's definitely villainous. Like, you can tell just by looking at him. Well, there's, I mean, there's a couple key things that I, I don't think we want to mention because it will ruin some surprises within this. Right. But. The last, okay. Well, the I, la- no, we can definitely talk about last, but I'm, I'm talking about the middle part with the, with the death and everything. Yes, yes, we we'll, can. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that object, but no, the ending, it, it, it filled in a couple, couple gaps of how this came to be. Um... So it, he, it it does like a flashback of him. Well, it also well it established too that he can only stand stand so much within this realm um, before right. becoming tired, before whatever succumbing to the magic. They explained he brought some things, which was also interesting in the first page of a scarf to then cover his mouth so he doesn't get magic pollution or whatever in his lungs. But after a day's work, it seemed like he had to get out of there, so he got kicked back out. Which would ex- out. which would explain why. Uh, he doesn't just live there, like because yeah. because as a scientist, you want to fully immerse yourself in the. Mm-hmm. But he can't. He can't stay there. He's not. So clearly, he's not from there. So he can't exist there permanently. And that's where, when you see him in then the human world, yeah. you're like, oh shit, yeah. there's some stuff going on that we don't know. Where he then becomes pretty much like a bum. Yeah. So, so he's this big shit in the magical realm. And but he's, he's a bum. Yeah. But then you get backstory. And yeah. backstory fills a, a lot bit. of gaps yeah. that I didn't even think I had gaps. I didn't even at this point care that how is he getting to this world or not. Mm-hmm. But then it goes into, and he wakes up in, in Italy. And in the backstory is him being a, a giant scientist person who wrote this book on the Nexus um, point that opened in Venice. And how he can simply explain it away with with the laws of nature and everything like that. So we already know in this past some point, some portal opened in Venice. Now we know from the beginning how he's getting there left right. and right. Right. We also know that he was a renowned scientist. So he definitely was a person of prestige. Not knowing how he got to now being a bum. 
but can only imagine the many simplicities that he's debunked in the super world in the ether compared yeah. to coming home or is it all in his head and he said that he's been going there and then he mm. got kicked out of the university because he keeps saying he's going to this magical right. world and not Such not, an... not not a great premise for a comic book though it's just about a crazy homeless guy oh well but the, <laughs> so but... it's probably gonna be real yeah well, well that's, what, that's <laughs> yeah. what you would hope but with the way uh matt kent works you never know. Like, he could build this up for That's 20 true. issues and then at the end give you, like, a Dallas moment or, like, a some sort of, like, it was just a dream. And yeah. I fucking hate, That is, though, true. I fucking hate yeah. those sort of yeah. books. So much so that I would... You'd be so really... I, I, I'd look up their prices <laughs> and then maybe keep them or I'd burn them. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I just noticed the back of the book. Did you see this? No, I didn't. There's a picture on the back of the book, the bloody screecher. So this is the bird yeah. that... Um, so when he was given the bug, he was like, how much? And the guy was like, just listen to my bird's song. And the guy was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've done gonna that do, many times. not going to do that. So it's the anatomy of the bird, much like you would see kind of in a scientific magazine where it's got all the little parts numbered and then descriptions of the parts underneath. I like uh, how the lungs are like accordions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. So uh, No, I mean, I picked this up uh, because of the cover, to be quite honest with you, um, because I love Jeff Lemire. And I'm actually really impressed by the story, and I totally want to see what happens next, especially with that ending part with him being just a, a homeless guy living on the street, and you knew he fell from somewhere. Like, he, he had a status, and now he doesn't on Earth anymore. Well, I've always liked the, when it comes to magical uh, things, objects, the, the, I like, I mean, I don't need the scientific nature, but I like the laws in which they, they are governed by. What makes this, you know, scepter of fireballs work, or not even know how it works? But what what's the limitation? Can it make a citywide fireball? Can it do like many small like uh, Mario type fireballs? You know, teleportation. How far can you teleport? <laughs> Tony this thinks that. about this a lot. <laughs> no, I do. Like uh, there was a book, uh, Thomas Alsop. Um, oh, yep, yep. And me and Derek became friends with with the writer of that, which in every single book had just random references to. It was almost like a Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange would reference a random tome of this and then do his magic things. Uh, Thomas uh, had all these magical devices from the many years of his family being these uh, witches and everything that uh, it, it it grounded it in what that thing could do and its one use, but how in the New Age he kind of would be able to warp the original thoughts or use into to to make something else happen. That's always interesting in addition to the to the writing style. Like I I as you were saying before, the Fantastic Beast, that's a great book because I love seeing like encyclopedia type right. knowledge of mm. worlds. So yeah. I've always read like the, the Marvel handbooks or the DC handbooks. Cause getting the stats and everything you can kind of see where everything fits within a world. I don't know. I you can tell you off. play. You can tell you play D and D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically what it all goes into the numbers of where yes. I can have the best stats. Yes. <laughs> see so, how real we can make this world. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, so pick it up. I highly suggested. All right, you got booze in a book. No. No. Do you? No. No. Josh. Josh? Do you? 
Actually, I do. Uh, going along with the sci-fi theme of uh, your book, uh, Ether, I actually have uh, Rick and Morty, Little Poopy Superstar, <laughs> Little Poop, Little Poopy Butthole, Little Poopy Superstar. Is yeah. it a superstar? <laughs> little Poopy Superstar. Number five. Um, and the drink is the Alien Brain Hemorrhage, which, if you look at the photo of this, it's really Ew. it looks really awesome that is oh that is definitely up brick and morty's alley yeah so this is made with um layering irish cream on top of peppermint schnapps and adding drops of grenadine uh, to give you that nice little bloody bottom uh, <laughs> which goes perfectly with the book that's disgusting sounding yeah. the whole description was terrible yeah. until the very end of it well um <laughs> with that being the case Josh, we're going to just give you the final word anyways. Great. <laughs> That's not a quote. I actually word have a quote. Oh, you do? Well, I do, from Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, well, you didn't come prepared with the booze in the book. Luckily, <laughs> luckily your guy friend, I don't know, are we allowed to say who, who he he's is to you? My, he's my guy friend. He's yeah. my boyfriend. Okay, yes, well, that's fine. I guess the world <laughs> can know. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Reluctantly. <laughs> Josh, how often do you listen to the podcast? Uh, often, however, often. most of the time it's normally just the first half. Oh, that's why you've been saving the last half to bash him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. Tony, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, going along with our theme of magic, my quote this week is, magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And it's from Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. Who wrote 2001 Space Odyssey. So, <laughs> anyway, that's my quote. Think on it's it. a good one. Yeah. Stay thirsty. You can find Drunk on Comics on Stitcher, iTunes, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, and now featured on Podcast Detroit.